0: What's up, everybody? My name is Tim Black. Welcome to Calling It Out with Tim Black. It's Sunday, and um, I got nothing. I don't have anything, man. But I do have something. That's not altogether true. Um, I got a special announcement. And I'm really excited about this. And I've been working behind the scenes to put this together, so Okay, first of all, become members of the show now. You got to go become a public subscriber to the show because I got a special show on Tuesday. It's like a pre-screening. So let's imagine this. You know how those great comedians, you can go to their shows live and be in the audience and you watch the show live and sometimes they'll be taping the show. You ever been to a live taping? So you go to the show, you're live in the audience, you get to watch the show. And for the rest of the world, they don't get to see it until when? Until it's released. My guests will be Dr. Cornel West and Dr. Sandy Darity. And the topic will be why reparations is essential. So I'm very excited about this opportunity to have these two gentlemen on my show again and to have this very important conversation live. So if you're a member of the show, that's gonna be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Tuesday, you get to be here for the show. No one else will be able to get in. So if you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, gotta come through, you gotta sign up, become a member of the 10 Black Pack on, on YouTube, become a member, subscribe to the channel, turn on your notifications, because you're, it's a private screening for my people. These are the people that support my show. You guys support the show, you get this. And then next week, on the 16th, we will run a copy, we will run that same show for everyone. So everyone gets it on MLK Day. And I, and, and, and look, as we all know, Dr. Darity, he Dr. Darity's busy as hell. He's out. Uh, I talked to him today just to just chop it up with my brother. And uh, Dr. Darity, as you know, is the foremost economist on reparations, man. And that's the guy who opened my eyes so much to reparations and how it was a necessity that, that I needed to push aside all. Stop doing all the mental gymnastics about can it get done? Can we get Liberals on board, can we get progressives on board? What's the best way? No, 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 no. This is very necessary. It's, not a, it's, not a, it's no question. It's immediacy. It means immediacy. It's it's a three alarm fire type situation going on in the black community. So Dr. Darity, economist. Then we got, of course, Dr. Cornell West public intellectual, philosopher. Both of them are authors. And, of course, he's also running for president. You may have heard about that. So, and he's got to, you know, he's going to call time out like, we've been talking about this. We've been working on this for a month to make everyone's schedule line up. And, guys, I'm so excited about it because my goal, my goal is to give to have Dr. Cornell Westby to take this message on him on the road. My goal is to further the conversation and there are people, believe it or not, if you're a person who's familiar with reparations for the descendants of slaves of the formerly enslaved, black Americans, then you already know some things. But a lot of America does not have any idea About the intricacies, they hear things. Some of them, some things may be factual. Some things not so factual. That's why we have the ability to have someone like a Dr. Darity from Here to Equality, amazing book from Here to Equality. Him and Dr. Kirsten Mullins, and have Dr. Cornell West had this conversation live for everybody to see it. Everyone can hear it. People can become informed. All at one time, we answer a lot of questions. We have the back and forth, and this will be an enlightened continuation of the conversation. This will be great minds coming together to have that, and I'm just I'm just happy to be present. I'm just a conduit for it. I'm just, you know, I'm just a fortunate brother with a platform who has, um, who has been blessed to have these two um, ginormous talents. These two intellectual ty- talents, giants, um, on my platform and to have a conversation. That's all I am. So I'll be asking questions. I'll just be here doing, you know, doing my bit to keep it a show. Maybe add a little bit of brevity here and there. But ask questions that my community, that you, you know, the community that they've been asking. So there we go. So that's it right there, man. Buck, man, thanks, Buck. <laughs> Buck was like, you know, Buck, Buck had the idea. Like, well, Buck hit me up and remind me that we do have a show, we have a show. Because I've been so busy doing content behind the scenes. And I said, oh, wow, yeah, maybe I, maybe I could. I do have something to say. I don't have a show prepared for tonight, but I have a lot to say. I always got something to say. And this is something I do, do need to announce. So please, subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys, if you're interested. And hearing a above and further an enlightened conversation that continues the conversation with Dr. Sandy Darity, Dr. Cornel West, live on the Tim Black Show. As you are a member of the Tim Black Show, you get that, that will be Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mark it on your calendars, guys. If you miss it, come back, circle back, MLK Day. I haven't picked the time, but I'm going to release it to the general public. The general republic. The general public. I think I said it right, the general public. I'm pumped up about it. This is something that I would um this is something that I've been hoping to have done, to be able to do, and uh the graciousness of the, the uh the graciousness of both these doctors to make time to have this conversation. It just goes to show you how much they care about the people. Cause Dr. Darity has talked, you know, he goes everywhere talking about this, talking about reparations and uh, Dr. Cornel West as well. So busy of doing his thing, actually running for president on tour. I saw a town hall he just did. um, He was on Hannity two days ago and carving me in, like fitting me into this for the people. For us, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Give it up for those two doctors, man. Give it up for. Them, give it up for. Them. I want to also thank. In the preparation of this, I want to thank my lovely, amazing Mrs. Black, my wife, for working with the lovely, amazing Dr. Anahita West, Dr. Cornell West, the doctors West, Dr. Cornell West's amazing, lovely wife. To schedule this thing out so they've been they, the ladies got it done really. <laughs> so um it's amazing, man. You know, it's one of those things where you know I, I'm really I try to do I try to have an impact that matters. You know what I'm saying? I try to I try to make my my time here be valuable. In this, just facilitating this, just being a part of this conversation, um, makes me feel like um, I'm doing something that's worthwhile, you know, something that's worthwhile that's helpful, and it can educate people, and enlighten people, and keep them motivated, and inspire people, raise the consciousness level of folks, and yeah, so yeah. Become a member of the show, man. Don't play around. Don't joke. Be here. Don't play, with, don't play with me now. Don't play with me now. We're gonna do this. Yeah, so, um... I'm prepping. I'm prepping for a video I got. It's a video I want to get done. You, I don't know if people know I've been covering Cat Williams. And I've been covering the fallout from that and the going super viral with Shannon Sharp and 30 million views in like a couple days, three days, and that's like amazing numbers. But I also want to cover Dave Chappelle's new comedy special. And uh, dog, like I know it feels like black folks uh, I know it feels like we come so far, but we got so far to go. We have so far to go, and, I, and like I'm gonna really lean in. Or oh, this Dave Chappelle Netflix special because I'm, I'm really tired of hearing it. Well, people think we post-racial. Like they think everything's okay now. Everybody, nothing else to see here. You know, the blacks, cause Dave Chappelle's a comedian, he made a lot of money, that everybody else is okay in that. Okay now, you know, oh, with now, in what world, uh, in what world are black folks the villain of society. But I got these people running around because Dave Chappelle made some jokes on the special like that's the case. Like we got some type of institutional power to deny anyone of anything in the country. We have no institutional power to deny a single soul of anything they want to do. We can't deny LGBTQ get married. We can't control if you play sports, who plays what sport, where they play it, how they play it, what weight class, what division. We don't control any of that shit. We don't control where you live, if you get alone, if you don't get alone. We got Killer Mike over there trying to open up banks and work, do some banking stuff. He's a rapper. He's trying to put together... I'm not shitting on them. What I'm saying is, it's that bad. It's that bad. We don't, we don't control if your kids get into a school. They took affirmative action, oh, took affirmative action away from black folks who never had it. Because everyone knows what a fucking brain knows. Affirmative action has benefited white women ten times more than it's benefited black folks. And they still took it from us. And then blamed us for it being taken. And I got these people. I got these people who say they are progressive, that they are forward thinking, who imagine a world where a guy, I don't care how much money Deja Bill has, making jokes on Netflix, it somehow makes us the oppressor of like another group that is 70, 65 to 70% white guys. Somehow, him joking makes black people the oppressor of trans people. And I'm not buying that shit at all. That don't even make sense. The only thing we can oppress is a pair of slacks, and we need we need some Niagara spray starch to do that. Sorry, we just ain't there yet. You self-hating. Moron, it's black. I'm, just, I'm not even talking about the white. Inter- we, of course, we got the white int- intellectual progressives who who wanna over, over inflate how, uh, how damaging jokes are. <laughs> but it's a lot of black so-called progressives who are making their bones Pretending that black men black man Dave Chappelle one guy, one black guy <laughs> is uh the destruction of LGBTQ rights in America. And it's just the dumbest shit. Like it's I mean, I, I can't uh, I can't understate how uh it don't make no it don't make no sense, you know It makes no sense. So we're going to, uh, I got something coming for that, you know. Uh, I don't know, I'm a little spit there. Just doesn't make any sense, Johnson. You mean the people that, you mean the same black folks? The same black folks that uh, I go to jail three times the rate of white folks? We're the people that's suppressing who? Oh, that's like. Kitaji Brown Jackson, that's right, she's on the uh, Supreme Court, so of course black people are killing it. It just, it just makes no sense. So we gotta have a conversation, man. We gotta have that conversation. Never. Woo, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be fun, because there are people that think this, there are people that think this, like we are post-racial, like all of a sudden, Two hundred years of jokes about black people just went away. And like what are these guys is going to be, what are the guys that would be calling out? And I'm not going to do them specifically. It's like you know you never hear white people making jokes about black people anymore. What? What do you listen to? Like Adam Carolla, Joey Diaz. Uh, there there's like a whole blue pugloriga. It's a, there's a whole lot of where have you been? Where, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? seriously like nobody one makes jokes about blacks anymore. He only one he only made one black white person that makes jokes about black people to make it seem like it's just black people punching down on gay people. It's hard to punch that on people that you need to get a loan from. Uh-oh. oh <laughs> Now, now, so, so, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, Johnson. But that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a good time doing that video. And don't get me wrong, there's other stuff. I mean, I saw Dr. Cordell West. He was on hand Hannity. And Jesus Christ. I gotta cover this, because Dr. Cordell West, of course, I support his run. But, Hannity. Hannity is just Man, this guy is so cringe. It's like when I saw that Dr. West was gonna be on the on the on the Sean Hannity show, I was just like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I just want to reach the screen and just mess up Barney Rubble's hair, you know? Sean Hannity is just a flaming idiot. He's a, he's like, he's a gaslighting, you know, just a gaslight. I met I met him one time. I was at a uh, politicon uh, back in twenty eighteen. I think it was, and I was on a panel. And uh, anyway, yeah, I was I was participating in one of the politicons before they shut it down. They shut politicon down, and um, I was glad to get an opportunity to go to it and actually participate in it. And I saw Sean Hannity there. He was walking through. He had like security with him. And he was like, "Hey guys," it's like this Sean Hannity's punk ass. This guy. He was talking about both sides of his neck. He was like, "Hey guys, how are you guys? How are you? Hey guys, so I was like, Sean Hannity is a lie gaslight bigot. Brother Cornell, Brother Cornell, Brother Cornell. I don't know if I like you anymore, Brother Cornell. I don't like you at all, Sean Hannity. I'm not Brother Cornell. I'm not, I'm not so uh you know, so evolved that I could get to a point where I could just embrace you like that. So anyway, we gotta I gotta I gotta discuss this. You know, it's it is what it is. So I got my work cracked out for me, man. I got a lot to do. I got a lot to do. Someone sent me a clip of some horrible stuff. Like, somewhere in Illinois, there's, like, Section 8 housing where they're, like, boarding up the Section 8 housing with people in the houses. Like, what is this? Y'all hear what I said? In Illinois, somewhere in Illinois, I forget where it is. Someone sent me clips. I got a couple of people sent me clips, I know. And it's like, it's a video clip of them boarding up houses, like section eight houses. It looks like hotels, but they're actually like efficiencies, I guess, if you want to call it that. And uh, they're boarding them up with people in them. And I'm like, I got to talk about this. And then people are like, well, Tim, you're covering Cat Williams. Yeah. Because my blood pressure does not need to get to dangerous levels. Do you understand what they're doing? They're boarding up, and, and from about the say, these are a lot of elderly folks. They're boarding up elderly folks, poor folks, in their homes, with nails, like on, You saw the wire when they were killing people and putting them in the homeless in the vacant lots, the vacant housing units or whatever. Well, these aren't vacant and they're banging, they're putting boards and boarding them up with people inside. I don't know why. Uh, So so subtle. You know, people say, "Tim Black, man, you know." Part of the argument about the LGBTQ thing about Dave Chappelle, I I don't see him as hating people. I don't hate people. A lot of us don't hate people. Some people do hate people. But one of the things people say to him is like, yo, they don't say it to me directly, but they're like, Tim, or people, America, the world. There's all these subgroups. I think it's dog. Poor people. Poor black people got it bad. If we can unite poor people, because it seems like rich black people are really fine, we're rocking with rich white folks and rich Asian folks. Like it's like we gotta we gotta be in the talk class and race. But the further we get to doing this divided thing, the less we get close to it. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's a problem. But the more we keep dividing it. Breaking down, or you know, where you know, if we just looked at people that there are people that don't have trust funds, and we could start there, and we all kind of like say, okay, um, <laughs> you know, people that work for a living, or people that people behind the eight ball financially, or I don't know. You know, people say Cat Williams is, you know, Tim Black, you need to be informed about Cat Williams. I, I'm informed enough. I know what I need to know. Um, he said something in his comedy special. Well, not as special. Uh, but it seemed like a comedy special because it's doing 30 million views, over 30 million views in three days. He said, you know, the dividing line is not race. The dividing line is there's a good side and an evil side. There's a God side and there's another side. And if you're on the God side, or the good side, then you know we don't have no love for the people on the other side of that. And I thought that was a very interesting take to have. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a good side and there's a bad side. There's a for the people side and there's something else, right? And if we could just if we could start there. And if if it's okay to talk about joke about anything. As long as we know we're on the same side and the good side. And I'm on the good side with you. And you're on the good side with me. And we can joke about each other because we do. We do joke about each other because life is hard. I don't know about you guys. See, I personally have had such tragedy recently. that somebody making jokes whether they black jokes or Latino jokes or Asian jokes or LGBTQ jokes or you know whatever joke handicap disabled joke um, able body joke whatever dog I just lost my daughter and I fail to see the gravity of your complaints. See, when you have tragedy that rocks you to your soul and knocks you to your knees, when you you can't sleep at night, when you stare at the ceiling and you wonder, am I dreaming this or is this real, this pain I'm feeling? When you have that, what a motherfucker said on Netflix somehow pales in comparison. And you also realize All the jokes in the world or any jokes that could have been said or anything somebody said did not make that happen to my daughter. But you guys talk as if Dave Chappelle saying something on a show made my daughter die or something. And it's got nothing to do with it. But you talk as if something that happens to somebody that never met Dave is somehow his fault. But it's just our society is so shit. And life, it's not even like, life is so hard. And our system is set up with muddy, and dirty, fucking, filthy money. The greedy bastards that just want to put more of it in their pockets—that's the focus and that's the priority. And you get that you want to blame a guy who said, "Well, this person um, wore this person peed all over the toilet seat," and you're like, "Oh, well, you know what that's doing to us?" I'm like, "Yeah, nothing, making you human." The same thing he did when we were joking about black crack babies being up at 2 a.m. on the corners of Baltimore. And I don't remember anybody going, well, I can't believe he said that about the poor black babies in Baltimore selling crack. No one gave a shit. No one ever gives a shit. Um, It's like, I, don't, I just don't understand how, I don't know, man. It's just me, man. I'm, I'm messed up. I know I'm messed up. I know this. Because I haven't been to any special classes for this. But I know that you guys blaming the most horrible things about this country and the lack of services, safe, safety net, um, lack of so many things because our focus is money in this country and that's what the corporation of the United States is mostly about they choose the ills of this country are not due to people that make light of jokes like that's not what's whether whether any white comedians make a joke about Black people wearing lotion or, you know, or uh, being over-concerned with uh, hot sauce or whatever. That ain't got nothing to do with us being three times the poverty, rate. That shit would still be that what it is. Get it? Like, whether Dave Chappelle did the joke about the, black clan member, the, the black guy who hated black people but he was blind and didn't know he was black. That guy, like, whether he did that skit or not, we still losing, black women are still three times more likely to lose their child at childbirth. That did those no connection. But you keep talking as if he making a joke about this CEO who was trans pulling their junk out at a meeting You're making that seem like that is connected to some horrible act that took place in some place, like because somebody got mad or did something, or somebody was a, you know, sadistic bastard who did something. Like you are connecting things that don't go together. I'm tired of it. And these people call themselves the progressive people. Why aren't you focusing on the real issues? Because that's not the real issue. That's not the real issue. The real issue is whatever this person did, they hates people, they kill people. I don't know. I just don't understand where people are coming from. They scapegoat everything except looking at the real issues. So, like, so I got a lot to say. I, I just don't see how these things line up where people make everything the result of anything they disagree with, whether there's a connection or not, whether there's any data or not. Show me data that shows me joking about you, uh, your screen name, made you go do something to somebody. Make that make sense. I don't know. I don't see how that would, you would have to be pretty warped because I said Banana Peele 69 is a stupid ass name, and only dummies will call themselves Banana 69, and we all laughed at you, and then you went and did something to people that you didn't know because of you felt ridiculed. And then you come back and I blame the guy who did the thing, but blame me for calling you Banana Peele 69 with a dumb screen name. And it's like that's what I keep hearing people do. And a lot of the people that are doing it are just doing it for viewership on stupid YouTube or on their Twitch stream. What's that guy from TYT, his cousin or his, whatever, Jake's cousin or nephew or I don't know, what are the soldiers from the, what are the soldiers of Fortune or whatever he is, goofball, 40-year-old Twitch streamer that Talks about the, the kids all tuned into because he's so progressive, dead-eyed fucker. Like, what is going on, man? Like, really, what's going on? This is this is bogus. It's bogus. Bunch of liberals, bunch of crybaby liberals trying to tell us, now the problems that are happening in our black community, for particularly that I know about, that I grew up with, They didn't exist because Bill Burr made a joke, man, about black people that time. If Philly's not a, Philly doesn't have a murder rate, like, because of a Bill Burr rant that he did in 1997. Like, it was going to be a murder rate there regardless. Like, they just tying things together because it gets, people want to repeat it. You know, people want to repeat it and have a narrative that they've they have approved. Boom. I like this narrative. Let's go with this narrative. And I know behind the scenes, it's just muddy interest. It's muddy interest if somebody's not playing ball, it's smears. It's what it is. That's why it's so important that we have Dr. Sandy Dirty and Dr. Cornell West here to talk about reparations because if we're gonna have any type of equity, any type of uh, equity in the racial wealth gap, my kids and my grandkids need to have the same amount of opportunity as your kids, as all kids, and all kids in America should have that same opportunity. And for some of us, that opportunity was taken away systemically over generation, over generation, over generation, over generation. Over generation. And, like, I know your cousin or your uncle or your aunt or your grandparents may have had a bad gambling addiction, may have had an addiction to alcohol, but they were systemically denied the ability to build wealth. So that's what the conversation's got to be about. And whether and whether Adam Carolla or Joey Diaz or Joe Rogan or Matt Walsh or even Candace Kudens, make some video about it or not, we still broke. That still needs to be fixed and that's not why we need our reparations. It's a kind of like, it's like they deduce it down. Reduce, keep reducing, keep reducing, keep reducing, keep reducing, keep reducing, keep reducing. So they got this gravy of blame that they can throw. And I don't like Candace Owens. And I don't like Adam Walsh or Matt Walsh, what his name is, or Ben Shapiro or Tim Poole. But they're not why, they're not why we didn't get our 40 acres in the mule. Even if they didn't make any jokes, we still wouldn't have 40 acres in the mule. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not blaming them for our lack of 40 acres in the mule. I'm not blaming Tim Pool. Right? I'm not blaming, I found Charlie Kirk disagreeable. I do. No? Johnny Appleseed hit it, motherfucker. I find him disagreeable, but you know what? He is not the reason why black men are three times more likely to be shot by cops even if we are unarmed. He's not. Whether he put, whether he put out Turning Point USA or not, that shit would still exist. But you want me to believe a comedian is the reason why trans people have trans people have a higher death rate, or or whatever. It just doesn't. It's like why can I do that? If we're the most hated people. Is that because I want us to be? Not because there's trophies. If there was a trophy for being the most hated, and I wanted, I want to give it back. I'd rather just give it back. I think we all feel that way. If there was a trophy for the most hated, we'd rather that win that shit i take the zero. We'd all be happy to skip class that day. But, and I, but I could say, why is it that I could say I'm cognizant, I'm aware that that is not what created anti-blackness. Anti-blackness was not created because the Pigliel or Plagliel, whatever his name is, forget his name, because Andy and Opie, Andy C- Camille, the Opie show, whatever those guys used to be with Patrice O'Neill, Opie and somebody—it's not because they had a show. Like they bit if they they rode off of it. The uh, Rush Limbaugh used racism. He didn't make the shit. I don't like it, but he didn't create it. the environmental injustice that black people face, the cancer role in Alabama wasn't created by Rush Limbaugh telling horrible stories on satellite radio. It was already there. Why is it that I can deduce that, say that, know that in my heart? Why why come these motherfuckers, why come they can't do that? And I don't think... I don't think Rush Limbaugh was joking at all. No one, you know, it wasn't jokes. There's, you really find no difference between Rush Limbaugh spewing hate and a story about him. <sighs> Same thing, huh? So, you know, it's, and once again, I know I'm at. I know I'm. I know I'm screwed up. I'm screwed up. The level, like I said, the level of grief. You know, there there are jokes about the black community about, um, you know, you get hurt, you get a headache, takes a robutussin, you fall down, sit down and takes a robutussin, break your leg, lay down and takes a robutussin. You know what I'm saying? So I know we did. We need more than that, and I know I need more than that right now. But. I'm not seeing it, man. We got a choice to make real soon between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. These are horrible choices. No one should have to make these choices. And that's why Dr. Cornell West is a viable viable option that people need to consider this. You know? That's why I support his candidacy. That's why I support this movement. That's why it's important, right? No other time. Has there been such low morale? Joe Biden is... Joe Biden is... unlikable. (laughs) Um, There's no confidence. If you ask right now, put on a vote of confidence for Joe Biden, it'd be hard to find those confident people in Joe Biden. And And everyone's full of shit, too. I saw a clip on Twitter that I... So much to get to, and I hate to jump around like this. I saw a clip of Jonathan Capehart literally crying about January 6th. What's happening? I'm gonna try to get through this. Um, Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, Please, Tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. He was crying. Motherfucker, go to Haiti. You'll see a real coup. So oh, we all saw the tapes. I'm not saying it's great to have a bunch of hippy dippy uh, whatever uh, Trump supporters at the Capitol like chillin', but dog. Haiti is showing you a coup. That shit was not a coup. And this guy is literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting myself together. <laughs> I'm thinking about January 6th. And what almost happened to this country. <laughs> Look guys. Any black person that cries. About anything that happens to America. Is suspect. First of all. Motherfucker k Part is 50 years old. In his lifetime, black people didn't even have the rights of white people in America. This motherfucker's up here fake crying about a fake coup that he say took place on January 6th because he's so heartbroken. Jonathan k Part's daddy probably couldn't even vote in this country. And this asshole is up here literally crying Put Tim, nah, but you shut up. Shut it up. So that's a lot of BS, nonsense, garbage Go on. See what happens, Buck? See what happens, Buck? You say, Tim, do a show. We well, you just say do a show. You say, Tim, why are you doing a show? Which is the same thing as saying Tim do a show. It was like a deer. I didn't mean to come out here and slam K-pop, but he deserves it, man. What is this shit? How did he get a program? How did he get one? How? Why? Why did he get one? Why did he get one? Casting couch and news too, huh? Jesus Christ. Talk about disingenuous, disingenuous phoniness. This shit is rampant, y'all. It's rampant. January 6th. I woke up today and I realized it was January 6th. I remember. And then the the cop, let's look at the audacity. The cop who saved the White House, who saved Capitol Hill by himself. That's how you know it was bullshit. Because one, one light-skinned, one Melvin Bear Peoples-looking motherfucker in a security guard uniform for Capitol Police saved the whole shit by himself. (laughs) One Peaches and Herb-looking motherfucker Working as a security guard at Capitol Hill Police, and I'ma call the Capitol Hill Police security guards because they are compared to the real cops who deal with real shit. He glorified other than shit other than shooting unarmed black women in the back of the cars for going the wrong going up a wrong way road or whatever, a one-way street, what did the Capitol Police actually get done? Nothing. But this one guy is accredited with saving democracy by himself. And I'm full of shit? That's why I tell you both parties suck. So this guy, this one guy, this kid plays cousin, Heavy D's nephew, this light-skinned black dude, Glorified security guard stopped the insurrection by his damn self. We're not even talking about the black cop that shot the white lady in the ass. We're talking about the guy that's, run this way. That guy is now running for Congress. Because, (laughs) I'm, I'm serious. He's running for Congress, Roland Martin has a video. I didn't watch this shit. Uh, he has a video. A kill officer that stopped the insurrection. Break the phone. Roly poly. Dashiki up. <laughs> Come on, Hilly. Come on, Hilly. Come on, Hilly. I'm sorry, man. It's just, I mean, I gotta keep from, I I gotta laugh. He has a video up of this guy. (laughs) What's my guy's name? It's it's an actor I'm thinking of. The actor uh, of, he plays, he played in Westworld. What's the actor's name that played in Westworld, guys? Uh, the black actor that played in Westworld—he's a really good actor. He also played in Shaft with Samuel Jackson. What's this guy's name? David. You know what I'm talking about? How, Lord, you know what I'm talking about. Anybody know this guy? Oh, this thing's not even scrolling. I thought this thing would scroll with me. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name, man. Now he's actually American, I think. He's from, he's from D.C. I've, I've talked to him on Twitter before. I've talked to him on Twitter before. He's the, uh, he's the, uh, he played in Westworld. He was like one of the, one of the skin jobs in Westworld. Uh, he played in Shaft. He played in, um, he's got some movie out now that's Jeffrey Wright. Go ahead, Buck. Give it up for Buck, man. There you go. So Jeffrey Wright is going to play this cop. If, look, look, man. Jeffrey Wright could play this guy. Jeffrey, This is Jeffrey Wright looking mofo that uh, stopped the insurrection by himself single-handedly. Look, if you have an insurrection, it can be stopped by one cop who looks like Jeffrey Wright. Your ass ain't got no insurrection. I said, if you got an insurrection they can be stopped by one Capitol Hill Capitol Hill police officer who never shot a single bullet. Looks like Jeffrey Wright. If he can stop an insurrection single-handedly, guess what, Johnson? Your ass ain't talking about no insurrection. Now, MSNBC can tell you whatever they want to tell you, you should be smart enough to know that if one guy can stop a riot, wasn't no riot happening. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube, man. But then cr- and then we got we we gotta we gotta grow up. We gotta grow up. We can't be this, we can't be this naive. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Buck, that's all I'm saying. Tobias, that's all I'm saying. Katrina, that's all I'm saying. Mrs. Black, that's all I'm saying. I know, I know, I know. Come on, public domain. Now, come on, public domain. I'm not saying it's cool, but I'm saying, come on, Johnson. These people lie. They lie. Been jealous. Can't stop an insurrection on his own without... (laughs) Bullshit. So these narratives need to be stopped, y'all. These narratives, these lies, they have to be combated. They have to be thrown It. That's why I like what Cat Williams did. And I know that everything lines up. I know that. Not everything. No what's perfect. You can always find some flaw in any story. I get it. But just the fact that truth, someone telling their truth can, can uh, garner 30 million views is very inspiring. I'm telling my truth. I wonder how many views it will get. Y'all think Cat Williams is something. Wait till wait till Eddie Griffin tells his truth. <laughs> Y'all gonna be here for something, huh? Bet you Faison won't have too much to say there. I bet you Ludacris won't be doing too many rhymes at that. I want everybody to know I'm neither Democrat or Republican, man. I can't stand politics. I only talk about politics because that's one of the ways you get things done. That's one way power is handled or distributed in America. There's other ways too, money. Money! I get it. But uh, I don't trust either either party. I don't see how you could. I don't see how you could, Josh. So I just want anybody who's new to my show to understand that. Like, oh, no, he's a Trump supporter. Nah, I'm a people supporter. I'm a us supporter. I'm a you and I supporter. I'm a baby supporter. I support our kids, okay? I support us, us. And if you're still stuck in the Democrat-Republican-like world in your mind like that, like, nah, man, then then I'm not the guy for you because I don't think that there is that much difference between them, I mean. One wants a Civil War, the other one wants nuclear war. That's what it appears to be. So which one you want? Yeah. You know, I'd rather watch War of the Roses and we just had some wine and just call it a day. <laughs> but that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. So that's what's going on, Johnson. And it's a lot, it's a lot to digest, I know. But hey, man, remember, remember. Um, Only you can prevent forest fires. You know, life used to be simple like that. But they are lying to us all. They try to keep us all divided on some nonsense just so we stay away from the money. They want us to stay away from the money. We have to get to the money because the money is what controls this country. You ain't got to be in love with money, but you got to recognize that's what's running this country. Whatever When they decided that that, that a company could vote their money, their companies, their money, like money, that 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 you can that uh their money is like statehood, like you can use your money to like influence the elections, we was over. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody envisioned that. So that's where we are, right? <gasps> January sixth. <gasps> Well, I can tell you one thing. When I go to the funeral of my child next week, when I cry, won't be crying for January 6th. Um, it is what it is, man. This is where we are. So, yeah, I got a lot of stuff coming up. You remember, guys. Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Dr. Cornell West, Dr. Sandy Dirty, right here on this show. Exclusive. If you are a member of the Tim Black Show. Go ahead, subscribe, become a member of the show, so that you can watch this live stream, this live taping, recording of a crucial, continuing conversation, an advanced level conversation about reparations to renowned doctors um, who who have who've devoted a, a large portion of their lives to fight for people, fight for us, and and I'm and I'm so. Um, honored to have the opportunity to bring them to you. I'm looking so much forward to sharing that with you. I'm excited as you are. <clears throat> and I hope that you become a member of that. And if you're you're unable to become a member of the show, just come through MLK Day. Just make some popcorn, man. I'm gonna give it to the world. I just I'm so happy we came to an agreement about this. And um I'm so happy it's gonna go down, guys. So that's it. That's all I got. I got nothing but love for you though. I got nothing but love for you. Go to uh, join Tim Black to become a member of this show, if you man. If you value what would I do, if you value the the Tim Black show, the calling it out with TB, me and Mrs. Black, the Black Table, if you if you admire, appreciate, find it useful, hey, holler at me cuz I'm here. And I got our backs. And I love you even when you ain't you ain't figured out if you love me back yet. That's okay. You'll get there because um, they got a machine that's telling you I'm wrong. They got a machine that's pumped with money. It's full of money. It lies, and it's shooting out. Like an AK-47, lies all day, every day. And I'ma just have to get you to duck some of them lie bullets, okay? That's what's gonna happen. But I'll be here when you come around, when you recognize that the people lying to you on that me. <laughs> when well, you'll realize that this whole system of lying, of lying, has been going on for quite some time. And then we gotta stand up to it. So I'm, I'm here. I'm Tim Black. Once again, follow me. Join TimBlack.com. Remember, don't you let nobody take your cornbread, man. Don't let them take your cornbread. That's what they want. Denies them your cornbread. And when they say, uh, they say, man, why are you subscribe to this guy on YouTube? Man, this guy's crazy. You know, he's loud. He's obnoxious. He's, uh, he's insensitive. He's got phobics or whatever. He's phobia whatever. Something they're going to say. Just tell him, man. Hey. It's a new day.